0: Blessed Sunday, everyone. A blessed Sunday, everyone. Those that's here in Shekinah uh, Hall. Woo! Uh, and also those that are joining us yeah, on live and Facebook and in YouTube. Thank you for joining us in our worship service today. Before I go to God's Word, I would just like to highlight a few announcements. First, after the second service, we will have our annual general meeting so make sure if you are be attending the physical AGM, uh, joining us here. Remain seated para yung mga instruction will be given afterwards. Uh, susunod po tayo sa mga instruction. And also those who are joining us uh, via Zoom, I believe Pastor Ray have already sent the link. Uh, do log in uh, later. And uh, we will also take note yung mga attendance po. Uh, we would like to know yung mga... If you are there, or you're being joined by someone else uh, with you during the AGM, because we need to take note, you mga numbers of those joining us. Uh, Kailang po ito ng Singapore government. Also, um, coming this March seven, we will have our church leadership meeting, um, calling all the ministry heads, care group leaders, elders, and board. We will have it at ten forty-five and eleven thirty a.m. It will be hybrid. What it meant by hybrid, physical here, and at the same time, it will be also published via Zoom. So, we will be sending more details to us as the the day draw near. Also, March 18, we have uh, an age event uh, all over the world. We will have this global concert of prayer. You can join us at uh, this particular link, trinitybroadcast.tv. It will happen in March 18 and March 20. So, you can join us for... um, you, during the time when you're available, there will be sermon and time of prayer and also worship. Also, we would like to encourage you to join us this upcoming, uh, this batch of uh, IBI classes. Iton batch 9 na po. Palapakan natin ang Panginoon. Uh, they will begin a new batch of OT101. It will start at 4th um, April at 10.30 to 11.30 a.m. Please do contact Sister Eba, for more details for this event. Alright? The rest of the announcement, we will uh, announce in the later dates. Just turn to your neighbor. Sabihin mo sa I'm glad that you're sitting beside me. Also, we'd like to welcome those who are hope. Bukas uh, na po ang ating partition at natin sila. We also would like to welcome those who are in grace and love, joy, peace. And those also in uh, YouTube, in Facebook. Thank you for joining us today. Kung ka sabi mo sarili mo, kamusta ka na? You know, do join us so we can take time to worship together. You know, the church, people say the church is like a hospital. Do you agree? It's like a hospital where you find cure and where people can be healed of their sickness and disease. And I agree with this observation. However, we must not forget in the hospital, the doctors will, have to need, will need to give and provide the, direct, the right diagnosis of the patient condition. Because it is necessary to tell the, the person, they must know what's the real cause of the sickness and disease. Once they know that, then they'll be able to know what operation is needed, what operation is needed, and what, what medication have to be taken. And J.C. Ryle said low and in inadequate views of our spiritual disease are sure to be accompanied by low and in inadequate views of the remedy provided in the gospel. So if you have a poor understanding of your problem, if you have a poor understanding of your spiritual sickness, then the way you take the gospel or the word of God will be very light. Last week, Pastor Ray has shared to us a powerful and convicting message, calling the church to, to rend their hearts, to repent, and to return to God expose our areas of our problems that we are facing. The things that we need to address in our life. If you have not heard it, go check it out in in our uh, YouTube page. God used Pastor Ray to call us to rend our hearts. Means to, to come to the Lord with brokenness. Because if we desire to truly experience an authentic revival in our lives and in the church... We first need to have an honest and blunt and real assessment of our condition. We must really go there and say, this is my real problem. And Pastor Ray shared that to us. And we thank the Lord for it. He also shared his quote. He said, one of the true marks of revival is a repentant and a renewed life. We understand what it meant to be repentant. But my question for us to ponder today is how can we live a renewed life? If you've been Christian for a long time or long enough, you realize that trying to live a renewed life by our own will in our own strength is impossible. It will surely disappoint us. How many are among you are Christian for more than 10 years? Raise your hands. Madali, Mahira in our own strength. A lot of temptation, a lot of challenges in our life. I believe the more you grow in your spiritual maturity, the more you are conscious of your helplessness, the more you understand your desperate need for God to help us. The more you understand you need God's mercy, the more you understand that you need the divine intervention of God in your life, because you cannot live by your own strength and ability. You need God's grace. You need His presence and you need His Holy Spirit to help us to face each brand new day. You want to live a victorious Christian life? You cannot do it by yourself. But we need God' help. His Word, His presence in our life. Today, in relation of our topic last week, I've entitled this sermon Holy Spirit, the catalyst of revival, And we'll be reading from Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 22 to 33. And invite all of us to stand. And we'll be reading God's Word and as we give reverence to God's Word, let's stand and read together. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 22 to 33. Let's read together. Therefore says to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, It is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nation to which you came. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nation, and which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God, When through you I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. I will take you from the nation and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness and from all your idols I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart, a new spirit and I will put within you. I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. You shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God. And I will deliver you from all your uncleanliness and I will summon the grain and make it abundant and lay no famine among you. I will make the fruit of the tree and the increase of the fields abundant that you may never suffer the disgrace of your famine among the nations. Then you will remember your evil ways and your deeds that were not good, and you shall load yourself for your iniquities and your abominations. It is not for your sake that I will act, declares the Lord God. Let that be known to you. Be ashamed and confounded by your ways, O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord God, On the day that I cleanse you from all your iniquities, I will cause the cities to be inhabited and the waste places shall be revealed. Let us pray. Lord, here we are gathered once again. And we ask, Lord, for your Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts because your word will only be alive if you illuminate it. I pray, O oh God, that po ang all sa May we have a sensitivity. May you open our ears and our hearts. Because our desire, Lord, is that you will change us to be more like you. That you will change, that you will remove the heart of flesh and you will give a heart. You will remove the heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. And that you will pour out your spirit in our lives. Salamat, Panginoon, for this afternoon. Speak to us, Lord, in a mighty way. Speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. See, Ezekiel is one of the men or Jewish men that was exiled to Babylon. And while he was in Babylon, we know the story. They were conquered, the Babylonians. And here, Ezekiel was taken, uprooted from Jerusalem, and he was sent to Babylon. And when he was there, God raised him to be a prophet. We all know the purpose of the prophet. We learned that last week. The purpose of a prophet is to receive a message from God and then declare it to his people. Being a prophet, his message is not just for the people in Babylon, that's with him, but also the people that was in Jerusalem. So he was raised by God to be a prophet. And if you read the book of Ezekiel, you can divide the book into two sections. The first, few sec- first section in chapter 1 to 32 is judgment. That God will judge them because of their sin. However, you will also notice in this book that God promised a restoration that's found in chapter 33 until 48. You know, we, I always repeat the story about how Israel fell because of their sin. But interestingly, in this book, in chapter 16, God open his heart to Ezekiel on the the pain that he experienced because of the weirdness of his people. For us to realize why God has to bring judgment to his people, we must comprehend the seriousness of of his offense, of their offense. And in chapter 16, give us a story of this woman who was blessed by God but turned away from the Lord. And let me show you this narration. Paano ng, bakit, bakit masakit sa Panginoon ang ginawa ng Israelites? In chapter 16, just a background say, in chapter 16, it started with a young lady, a child, who was outcast, but God took her and kept her. And then this lady began to grow, become beautiful, and God made a covenant with her. He says here in 16 verse 8, I made a vow to you and entered into a covenant with you. A covenant is a promise. Declased the Lord God that you will become mine. So they made a promise in this story. And as the woman grows up, she became beautiful. And all the more in this story, she now worshiped a blessing of blessings. It I anointed you with oil. In verse 10, I clothed you with with all this, nganda with clothes and with fine leathers. Sino nakasuot ng leathers I wrap you with fine linen and covered you with silk. Who among you sleep at night with silk? I've adorned you with ornaments and put bracelet on your wrist. I put a ring on your nose and earring in your ears and even give you a beautiful crown on your head. princess and the thing. Thus you were adorned with gold and silver. Etong ginawa? Sabi I give in this. You ate fine flour and honey and oil and gave exceedingly beautiful, and you grow exceedingly beautiful, and advance to royalty. Social ka talaga. You have I have given you all these things. You were a small child. You are a kid, orphan or outcast. Yet I took you in. I made a covenant with you. Not only I make a covenant with you, I have blessed you and I have loved you. I have given you everything. You have grew up and you have, I gave you food. I have all the things. I've given and showered you all the blessings. But in her return, this is what the woman did. But you trusted in your beauty. And you played the... Because of your renown and, and lavish your whoring on any passersby. an tindi ng salita. By dumaan lang sinundan mo na. That's the language of God, and He is expressing the pain that He was going through each time His people would turn away from Him. And then this is what He said. He said, "Here, adulterous wife." you receive strangers instead of her husband. Sinasabi niya, you have given all to you and now you have searched other husbands. you have searched all other things, strangers. Where is your loyalty? You, may, I made a covenant with you, I love you, and well, what did you give in return? Parang love song. You know, last Valentine, Alam mo ang pinakamatinding kanta? Yung top hits sa YouTube? Yung kay Moira. Kilala si Moira? O yung mga naga YouTube dyan sa Facebook. Yung kay Moira, yung kantang alam, patawad, palawagan. <laughs> All these things. It's like a love story. And you know what? God is saying, I'm hurt but what you did, I'm hurt, Israelites, of what you did. I've showered you. I've given you everything. If if you have a partner like that, we we'll still accept it. Ang up. That's a difference with man. Man is have a, have a conditional love, but God is have unconditional love. You have searched others. You look, you have go to other strangers not to your husband. The Israelites' wordwardness broke God's heart. That's why this text is explained here. And many times we too break God's heart. God calls her. God calls the, His people. God calls the church to come back and listen. But each time they did not listen and find Strangers. It did not only broke God's heart the implication of their action and constant sinning brought shame and disgrace to God's holy name. That's why we read in verse 20 to 21 but I am concerned for my holy name which the house of Israel has profaned among the nation to which they came. God's holy name was des- he was desecrated was profane other nations will now laugh at them oh Israel akala ko ang just nyo ay malakas powerful but we defeated you oh Israel I thought you wrote in Psalm your king David wrote so many Psalm about God's faithfulness and love bakit kayo nagihirap ngayon Na, oh, oh, my, oh, why? oh Israel where is your God I thought your God is full of love but why is He punishing you today nasan siya I thought your God is holy. Where is he? That's what's happening. The people around them, the other nation was profaning God's name. Not only broke God's heart, but also his name is being profaned. But despite of God's people breaking the covenant, leaving God brokenhearted, despite God's name being desecrated, despite the mess and failures of God's people, God still kept. God still kept his covenant. God still kept his covenant to his people. And you know what he said? He said this in verse 16, 59 to 60. Thus says the Lord, I will deal with you as you have done. You have made despise the oath in breaking the covenant. Verse 16. Yet I will remember my covenant with you in the days of your youth and I will establish for you an everlasting covenant. He said, mo promise, my promise will stand. I will keep you. I will still love you. That's how the, the everlasting of God, love of God is. And the first thing we can learn in here is this. Revival is a fulfillment of God's promise. When God brings restoration and revival to our lives, into our families, in our church. It is anchored in his character, not anchored in our righteousness or our ability or our goodness. It's anchored in his character, in his, his, his that he is a promise keeper. You see, God made a covenant to his people despite. Of their past, despite of their failure, despite of their imperfection. Did God wait for all of us to be perfect? Then He would send His Son. Romans 5.8 But God shows His love for us in that while we're still sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't wait for us to be perfect. Did God wait for the church to be established or to, to let them be organized? Or they have reached a certain spiritual maturity then he will send the Holy Spirit no God promised to them even though you're not organized yet even though you just seek me and wait for me in prayer and I will send the promise Jesus promised to them in John 14 but the help of the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all the things and bring you to remembrance all I've said Jesus promised the Holy Spirit. He did not wait for, his, for the disciple to be perfect. And then Luke 24, Jesus tell them, wait for the promise of, of my Father upon you. Wait and you'll be clothed in power. The early church waited and prayed. And God sent the Holy Spirit to work in them and through them. You know, revival is a fulfillment of God's promise, despite of our lack, our failures, our imperfection. And the second thing we learn here, that revival is a divine intervention to the power of the Holy Spirit. You read in verse 24 to 30, you read here,, but you can go back to, to your own home and read your text. See how God brought revival in the land. He says here, I will take you from the nation. Verse 25, I will sprinkle water on you. Verse 26, I will give you a new heart and new spirit. I will put uh, in you. Verse 27, I will put my spirit within you. Verse 29, I will deliver you from all your uncleanness. Verse 30, I will make the fruit of the trees be abundant. Notice the phrase here, I will now, let's try to count how many I will hear. Sige, bilangin niyo muna. Nandyan sa YouTube, Facebook, bilang. Sige, mamaya tayo magmamats. More than 10 if you just read the whole text. You just go to the chapter 36. Many times God said, I will, I will, I will, I will. Now the question is this how many times did God that the word you will was used in this chapter? You know how many times? It's just three times. And here's the time that the time that the, the, the you will was used here. In verse eleven, and I will multiply ye, you, man and beast, and they shall multiply and be fruitful, and I will cause you to be inhabited in your former times. And I will do more good to you than ever before. Then you will know that I am the Lord. In this verse, God is telling them, I'm the one who did all these things and you know that I am the Lord. In verse 31, Then you will remember your evil ways and your deeds that were not good. And you will load yourself for your iniquities and your abomination. Now in this verse 31, what was he doing? What was he saying? You will remember. You will remember that you are not, you don't deserve all these things that God is doing. You remember your mistake. You remember how you failed God many times, yet God still multiply. You know what? If you put these verses together, if you put these two verses together, it reminds you of one thing, a posture of humility. A posture of humility. I have all, done all these things. And this is just what you will do. Mama ka sa aking mga ginawa. At remember mo yung mga kamalian mo to keep you humble. To keep you humble. And recognize it is all God's work in our lives. You see, man has little contribution When the Lord brings revival, you just simply need to repent, pray, trust, and obey His Word. Revival is a divine intervention and not a man's invention. Man cannot create and plan revival, there is no formula for revival. You know, no man can change your heart, no man can awaken a sleeping church. Anyone who stand here can never change your heart. I can never change your heart. Pastor Ray can never change your heart. It's only God, it's only the Holy Spirit can change our heart. It's only God can awaken the slumbering person beside you. It's only God can awaken a sleeping Christian. You see, only God alone can do the impossible. Only Him can bring spiritual awakening in our lives, in our family, in our church. And this should humble us. That we should never boast of any of our work and all glory belongs to Him. I believe God is preparing us to experience the revival. And giving us a right perspective once we experience an authentic revival in our lives in this church. is reminding us that it's only God can do the impossible. And once we experience revival, we're going to give Him all the glory. Not the preacher here. You see, we have to be careful of spiritual pride. We have to be careful of any success or anything that, that our, this church has done or what you have done. We have to be careful not to look on man, but always to focus on God because revival comes from Him, not the preacher here, not Pastor Ray, not myself, not anyone. It's it's only God can bring revival. It is not the worship team. It is not the speaker. It is not the leadership. It is not the branding of the Living Word Fellowship. It is only God can bring revival. You know, I was speaking to some of the leaders previously. I told them, ang desire ko for the church is that no pastor can be pag sinabi ng living word, magtataka sila, sino ang pastor dun? But my desire is all the more Christ but be lifted up. Because God will not share His glory, all glory to Him. I believe the leadership desire is for God to be honored. Not anyone say that, oh, this might work. No. Only God be lifted up. Only God. If you desire revival, set your eyes on God. And wait for His divine intervention in our life. You know the song, To God be the glory, to God be the glory, to God be the glory, for the things He has done. With His blood, He has saved me. With His power, He has raised me. To God be the glory, for the things He has done. The first thing we learn is revival is a fulfillment of His promise. Revival is, it's a divine intervention to the power of the Holy Spirit. Thirdly, revival deals with an inner transformation. Inner transformation from within. We read here three things that God promised, which I will look at later. You know, oftentimes when we talk about revival, which Pastor Ray shared last week, that we have a tendency to emphasize external expression or manifestation of revival and there's nothing wrong with that. There are physical accompaniment like crying, joy, falling down, bowing down. And also there are times during revival personally or the church there's a greater manifestation of spiritual gifts. We can read that in 1 Corinthians. The list there, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, Healing in the least of all that, and, and I said again, I echo what Pastor Ray said that we are a Pentecostal church and we we'll believe in the spiritual gifts. And then when there's revival, those things can manifest. I remember when I'll tell you a story. When we were when we went to Mindanao for a mission trip. That's the third or second time we went to mission trip. We were divided into groups. I think twenty of us. We divided into five churches, four in each. We were assigned sabundok. Who live in the bundok? Raise your hand. Malalakas ang mga binti nyo. Kasi akyat, akyat, baba, akyat. When we were there, the house is here. House here, after that 50 kilometer, a 50 kilometer, 50 meter, another house. You know that house? Or sometimes, mayroon silang talagang Sama-sama, and we were doing our ministry. We were doing house visitation and sharing of the gospel. So we went house to house. We give, we give pack of food and we pray for them. And normally your prayer will be, Lord bless this house. May you just uh, bless them. Uh, uh, may you just reveal yourself to them. You know prayer namen, each time we go to the house. So all of us, have, there's four of us and then there's a pastor accompanying us in that place. So may isang pastor na sumasama sa amin. So we went and entered into this house. And when we ent- went to that house, yung pastor tumahimik. Sabi niya, Ruel, ikaw, sabi ko na ako. And I was there, I was wanted to pray, Lord, bless this home. Bago pa pumasok, ha, bahay kubo. So when I entered, we prayed. But my prayer changed because there's something that in my heart that has to be prayed for. And prayer ko, rather than blessing is remove the curse in this place. Cast away the work of the enemy in this place. I was just that heaviness in my heart to pray those words in the blessing. Kaya, remove, cut away in Jesus' name. Ganun ang prayer ko dun sa bahay then I enter the house, I look in the one of the room, may maraming ribulto. Maraming ribul yung isang anak niya nandun, bulag, kaganong-ganon. That's my prayer. So I went out, pagbaba namin, lumapit yung pastor, Ruel, bahay ng mga yun. <laughs> Which doctor? Which doctor? Sabi ko, bakit, traw na mong pastor, bakit mo hindi sinabi yan? <laughs> Why did you not say, this is the witch doctor's house and I was there. Kaya pala tumahimik siya. So in prayer, sabi ng pastor, that's the, ang mangkukulam yun, dyan yung lahat na mga nangyayari dyan. You know, God gives give us specific. The Holy Spirit will reveal things that you should pray for when you are so close with God. Hindi yung audible voice. Some have, but sometimes it's just in your heart. Eto dapat ang ko. And during the time I experienced His work in my life, just a small way, when we we're ministering that in that home, yun na prayer ko. You know, that night. Kasi ang toilet is from here sa si Shekinah, dun sa main entrance. Madilin. Nagpasama ako. Nagpasama ako kasi siyempre, baka mamaya, huy! Natakot din ako. Kasi first time ko. But you know what? God would give us the Holy Spirit to reveal to us which verse What things happening if you are sensitive to to his word? But beyond all those things, all the manifestation, we should never forget the aim of revival is this, is to deal with the main problem of man, that's a sinful nature, and also to bring us to a deeper relationship with God. That's the aim of revival. And notice what, what God will do. He promised this, he will cleanse us, he will do an operation in our hearts and also he will infuse his spirit in our lives. In verse 25, he says here, I will sprinkle, sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean with all your uncleanliness and from all your idols, I will cleanse you. You must understand what to their context that time. To the Jewish nation or Jewish religious system, there are two, there are two items, clean or unclean, holy or unholy. So anything that's given to God or made sacrifice sacrifice to God or any equipment that's being used for God in the temple must be made clean, must be made holy. So kung madumit siya, kailangan i-purify and they would sometimes use fire and sometimes water. So ayan ang kinasasabi niyan. So anything that's for God is to be made holy. And that's also applied to our life. That's why the Bible says, be holy because I am holy. When we talk about holiness, many times we will think about being morally right or doing the things in the, in dapat maayos ang ginagawa. Yes, it's true, but it's more than that. To be holy, it means to be set apart. To be totally dedicated to Him and for Him na walang karibal sa puso, na only ang panginoon ay siya ang magiging hari ng buhay. That's what he's saying here. That's why he said, I will cleanse you from all your idols, to be set apart, to be dedicated to Him. Removing, cleansing. You know, I tell you a testimony. Last Sunday, I was sitting here and I was listening to Pastor Ray's sermon. And if you are here, you will be like, "Wow, galit na galit. Kailangan yun na ice cream." <laughs> I was sitting there. I said, "Wow, ang good niya preach. And deep in my heart, there I was there sitting. Sabi sa, in my flesh it begins to. Begins to have that insecurity. Sabi ng puso ko, ang galing ng English. <laughs> Nakakumbulot. Yung mga words na yun. Ano yun? Dictionary. Na-insecured na- ako. And I was sitting there and said, dapat lalamangan ko siya sa sermon next week. <laughs> That's happening in my heart. Dapat mas magaling ako sa kanya. It's coming into my heart. I was sitting there, listening to his sermon, wow, ang galing. Ang galing niya mag-English, mas slimmer pa siya, mas pa siya, and all the more. I was sitting down, insecure. And I said to my husband, gagalingan ko mag-preach next Sunday. Gagalingan ko. Kung hindi equal, abab. You know, God rebuked me because my idol is myself. My idol is myself. My idol is myself. I think about my kingdom, not God's kingdom. I think about what I want, not God wants. God rebuked me even I was preparing this. And we were having devotion this last, last week. And text then is there. One watered, one plant, one watered. Who brings the growth? God brings the growth. And God rebuked me. Ruel, it's not about you, it's about me. Magalinga talaga siya, pogi siya. But give glory to God. all the things in our heart. As long as we are still in the flesh, there are eras of idols in our heart. And we have to be true before God. God sees those idols, and many times is what we want, what we desire, what we obsess about, anything that's about God, that we love more than God, is an idol in our heart. And God promised that I will cleanse it. And each time the Lord will reveal those area, come before God in repentance, and He will cleanse it with sprinkled water. And the second thing God promises, He will operate your heart. Kaya sabihin mo sa atabi mo, lagut ka. my heart operation ka. He says here, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. You know, there's a distinction. A heart of stone is hard. A heart of stone is cold. A heart of stone is dead. When you have a heart of stone that's hard, you will not respond to God's call. You will not perceive His divine influence. You are full of pride and you are stubborn in your heart. You will not be repentant. When your heart is cold, you have no emotion at all. You will, not ex- you will not feel what God feel. When your heart is dead, you're dead into sin. But God promised to you, He would change it. He said, I'll give you a, a heart of flesh which is tender, which is full of warmth, which is living. Tender means you are sensitive to God's voice. You're willing to follow. You're willing to humble yourself. You are willing to say, Lord, I'm sorry. You are willing to humble to your fr- someone who have hurt you. You are willing to forgive because you become tender. When your heart is warm, you begin to hear his call and you, be, you, you, you have that compassion that you don't once have. But because God changed your heart, He gave you His heart, you become sensitive to the people around you and begin to love even those who are unlovable. Kaya sabihin mo yung katabi mo, I love you. Kahit unlovable ka. You notice that? The more you grow in the Lord, instead of judgmental to the person you hate, you begin to pray for them. Instead of being angry towards them, you begin to say, Lord, how can I understand this person? It changed your heart from cold to warm. It changed your heart to a heart of living. You'll be more alive. You are willing to serve. You are that joyful. You know, there is a man in the scripture. He was so religious. He thought he was right. He he was he was he he was he's thinking that he's doing the thing of God, but his heart is hard, cold, and dead. And he went around killing Christians, and he went around closing all the churches there. But when God captured his heart and changed his heart, there's 180 change, that's Paul. Begin to love and serve with his life because there's a change of heart. Lastly, we said here, God promised to infuse his spirit. In verse 27, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statute and be careful to obey my rules. Church, we are the temple of God. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. As you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit indwells in us. At the same time, empower us to live each new day. The Holy Spirit confirms your identity, that you are a child of God, that you belong to a body. The Holy Spirit gives you gifts so that you can use it for God. The Holy Spirit helped us to understand His Word and apply it in our life. Last time you read it, you don't understand. But now you begin to parang tumitira ang ng Diyo sa puso mo. That's the work of God. The Holy Spirit helped you grow in your prayer life in Romans eight twenty six to 27. The Holy Spirit empower us to live a victorious and righteous life. Doing his will. Galatians chapter 5 says, By I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. There are errors in our life that the Holy Spirit will convict, errors that we need to surrender before God. You see, as long we are here, the sanctification process will continue. And here the work, as says say, the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, is a lifelong process, whereby He cleanses us of all our sins and idols. It's a process. And God gave us that Spirit to change us from within, not just palabas, but from within. I mentioned before, at times we want young extravagant. you know when I was younger I would attend youth camp I would attend conferences I would attend a lot of events and those events is impactful in my life and there is some youth camp that I will cry I said Lord I'll give you my heart have you attended those conferences or encounter you will just dedicate your life to the Lord I personally I would I would go to conferences I will cry out to God I said wow, it's label to wow I can just sense his presence. I will cry out to him pag yung pastor hindi ako pinaiyak, mm, wala anointing, hindi ako pinaiyak. <laughs> pag yung pastor hindi, pag pinaiyak ako ng pastor, oh, iban label, anointing, uh, iyak ako, iyak. The more iyak, the more feeling but after one week, ako sa sarili ko. Who among you experienced that? If you're honest, we, we will come and say, Elder Paul, yes, this is good. But you know what? Walking in the Spirit is not an event, but it's a daily walk with Him. It's an everyday. I learn it myself. As I read, you know, I, I realize that ang habol ko yung emotion lang yung ganun. There's nothing wrong with that. I express my heart to God. I will bow down to Him. I will I will do, I will speak in tongues. But the thing is that it's not just there. But the everyday I will walk with the Lord. Everyday I will experience Him. Everyday that I will know Him. That's important. If the for revival, seek Him. Design for Him, abide in Him, be filled with the Holy Spirit, be filled with His presence. It's not just an event, but a daily walk with the Lord. We learn that revival is a fulfillment of His promise. Second, we learn that revival is a divine intervention. Third, revival deals with inner transformation. Thirdly, revival to the power of the Holy Spirit forth, draws men to God. We read here in verse thirty-six to thirty-seven it says here that the nation that are left all around you shall know that I am the Lord. The people, those who have profaned God's name now will know that he is the Lord. In verse thirty seven, this also will let the house of Israel ask me to do them. You know when we have a re- personal revival, when Living Word will experience a Holy Spirit revival, it will draw people because people see the change in our life. People see how the Lord works in your life. See how God restored your life. Last time chismosa ka, now hindi ka na chismosa. Hallelujah, praise the Lord na lang sinasabi mo. but hindi na siya nagchichismis? Hindi ko na siya friend. There's a change in you. Sabi mo, sister, anong nakain mo? The Lord brings. People will see if you're living in peace. Hindi rest in peace, a huh? Peace. Even though all around you in your office nag-freak out na sa trabaho, pagod na pagod, ikaw may peace pa rin. Your employer is shouting at you, na-smile ka pa rin. Because there's something changing in you. Instead of hating your employer, you love the employer and you pray for your employer. There's a change in you. And God will use you a blessing. And when you are living and you have a revived life, people are drawn to you pag ikaw ay hindi revive mahirap. But says here, when there is revival, people will draw near. You know, the world is like this. Walang laman. Dark and cold. And what they need is fire. The world out there is cold. The world out there is lost. And what they need is light that will bring warmth to the world and to bring light to who are lost the way. And I pray this church, all of us, will be on fire. Kaya Sabi mo, sa mo, be on fire. As a summary, to the power of the Holy Spirit, revival is fulfilled. It's a fulfillment of His promise. Revival is a divine intervention. Revival deals with the inner transformation in our lives. And revival draws man to God. To conclude, let me explain. To conclude this sermon, we have looked in chapter 36. But if you go back home, you'll notice that the story does not end in chapter 36. But in chapter 37, it shows how will God will revive the people. So 36, 37, magkaduktong basahin yun. And this is what happened in 37. Ezekiel was taken by the Spirit and brought him here. mountain of dry bones. Ezekiel was taken and went brought to the mountain of dry bones. And God commanded Ezekiel to prophesy to the bones. Verse 8, And I look, and behold, there are men, and flesh had come upon them, and skin has covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then God said to Ezekiel, prophesy again. And he prophesied. He commanded me and breath came into them. And they lived and stood on their feet. An exceedingly great army. 36 to 37. It shows them that the mountain of dry bones. And then it become have that flesh. And then when the spirit of God move, they become an army. As today, sino Are you living a life like the mountain of dry bones, dead and dry? Kaya mo yung katabi mo. Bungo. Seriously, are you living like that? Dead and dry? not alive. Or are you living like that person who have the flesh and skin yet motionless and powerless, no purpose? He's just there lying down and doing nothing. are you living like an army filled with the spirit of God? Alive with strength and with purpose. An army have a purpose. Now let's ask ourselves where am I in this category? Am I living like a dead bone? Or am I in an army? And God is telling us today to ask ourselves, Lord, which am I there? And I pray that you will help me so that I may be an army for you. Having that purpose, an army of God's love to the people around you, an army that will be used for your glory. You know, brothers and sisters, the Lord desired to bring revival in our lives. And God is calling us to experience His power, more and more. May we just ask ourselves and tell the Lord, Lord, fill me with your Spirit. I don't want to go to the routine of just being Christian, Sunday Christian. But fill me with the Spirit each new day. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. for your word this day. we exposing our real condition. Some of us, Lord, are living like a dry bone, dead and dry. Our spiritual walk is dry. But we thank you for your promise that you are like a living water. To bring refreshing to a dead soul. Lord, some of us are like those with flesh and skin, yet motionless and powerless. Always defeated by sin. Unable to stand by our own. Because we are weak. Oh Holy Spirit, come and have your way that you would on us that this church that all of us will rise up to be an army with strength with purpose for you Lord may we live Lord a renewed life oh God have your way in your own way just speak to the Lord if the Lord is speaking to your heart and saying you've been dry for many years living a life trying He's calling you back to Him or if you're living aimless in your walk you're just coming to church because my parents say so or because of this or because of that God is telling you to return to Him to experience His renewal His revival in your life so that you may raise up to be an army that will bring glory oh God you see all of our hearts today you see our thoughts you see any idols in our hearts today you, know, you see all the struggles we have but we thank you for your spirit is working in each one of us Lord your spirit is here hallelujah hallelujah let's all stand in your own way just utter a word of prayer come before God just raise your hand and say, Lord, here I am. Come fill me with your spirit. I need your touch, oh Lord. Come, here I am, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh Lord, we need you. We need your touch, oh God. Oh Lord. Let's sing it to the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's worship Him. Let's just ask us ask with this song. fresh Some of us, Lord, are struggling with idols in our lives. Some of us are struggling with wrong relationships. Some of us are struggling with our idols of our own obsession. Some of us, Lord, are being Christian for many years, but yet unable to forgive and unable to let go of the hurt in the past. Some of us are struggling to walk because of the challenges that we are facing, Lord, the hardship that we are facing, Lord. But we thank you for your promise that we know that your Holy Spirit is working in us, oh God. Salamat, Panginoon. Lord, you know the struggle that we are facing. You know, Lord, that we are weak. You know, Lord, that we need you. So have your way, O oh God. Lord, send revival in this place. May you work in each one of us. May you work in every marriage, God. May you work, Lord, in our families, Lord. May you work, Lord, in every care group. May you work, Lord, in this church. May we be a temple where your presence will manifest strongly. Bring us back to you, Lord. Salamat, Panginoon, for your promises. In your own way, just take the Lord. Salamat, Panginoon, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, as we face a brand new wake, we know there's so much uncertainties. But all in spite of those uncertainties, we know that you are a firm foundation. That your word will always be true. And that your spirit will always empower us to face any challenges. Spirit will help us to live a victorious life. And may we abide in You always. May we face on Your Word in each brand new day. Salamat, pagi. Let's just raise our hands and receive the benediction. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope And may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We thank you, Lord, for this day. We will give you honor and glory. We love you because you first love us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us. You may be seated. Uh, those who are joining us for online, thank you for joining us and may we see you this coming Sunday. And also join us in our online prayer gathering every Wednesday at 9 p.m. See you soon and God bless.